Thank you very much, ever so much, everyone, for um, coming back to another Old Guard New Blood webinar with Majestic. Uh, so why don't we just quickly go around and just introduce yourselves quickly. So Topher, why don't you start? Tell us who you are. Uh, uh, hi, I'm Topher Cohan. I am the senior SEO manager for Cox Automotive, um, based out of Atlanta, Georgia. Before that, I was the head of SEO for weather.com and then weather.com and IBM business, as they told us to say then. And then before that, uh, I did an agency stint. So I got a little agency cred under my belt. I, I, I'm yeah, sorry, but, but you're, you're in-house. You're on the in-house side today. So you're right. Not so then before that, that, I was the, I ran <laughs> SEO for Turner Digital News. I was the head SEO for CNN.com. Okay, that's great. Ruth. Hi, I'm Ruth. I work at Deep Crawl. I'm a technical SEO analyst in-house. Um, I've also just um, kind of started to move over to work more client-side, but I'm in-house for this. <laughs> um, and I also <laughs> volunteer for an international animal charity where I help with their SEO. So I have a lot of awesome. experience there as well. Which one? Give it a plug. Um, it's IAPWA, International uh, Welfare for Animals. Okay, congratulations. Um, <laughs> thanks for doing that. Uh, Susan? Hi, everybody. My name is Susan Hallam. I'm the founder of a digital marketing agency called Hallam. I'm speaking to you from the beautiful city of Nottingham here in England. Uh, Hallam, we're known for the fact that we are currently the holder of Google's uh, top award for high-performing agencies that help businesses to grow online. Um, and also, I don't know if you've heard of the drum, but we, um, we've won a number of drum awards for search and SEO. Uh, you will, can tell that I'm the old guard. So I have worked in the digital industry for more than 20 years. Uh, and my background is indeed SEO. And Hallam Internet, uh, yeah, you've been a force in the industry for a long, long time, ever since my, my, my agency days. I'm so keen on that long, long time, Dixon. But, it's, uh, it's okay. I'm, you know I'm going to insult you every other sentence because that's how I'm built. So you're just going to have to, you know, feed it back to me, I'm afraid. <laughs> and Viola. Okay. I've known you as well. We, I think we're probably of a similar generation, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I started in 90... I started SEO in 97. So, um, you know, uh, and... Um, and started me at my agency in 1999 so yeah exactly the same yeah yeah i'm definitely oh i'm definitely old guard there's no doubt about it it's, you know. viola right so uh, i'm the new kid i run an seo agency called flow seo where we mainly work with digital businesses so software companies e-learning e-commerce and i'm calling in from berlin germany today fantastic Okay, so uh, if there's anybody out there that can <coughs> type in the Q&A, if you want to just uh, type something in a, in a uh, Q&A panel, that would be absolutely brilliant. So we know that there's people out there. That would be lovely. Um, we did have the situation where uh, uh, Zoom has got a new, a new system, so it seems to be quite hard to uh, figure out who's saying what. So somebody's, or somebody's typed something in there, so that's great. Uh, thank you, Michael. That's very helpful. Uh, <laughs> Dublin and Jackie. That's great. Oh, we've got loads of people in there. That's, that's good. It's all bubbling along fantastically. Uh, Welcome right. to the show. Welcome. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So this month, we're going to uh, compare the differences between um, the demands on agency-based SEOs and in-house SEOs. So whilst we're keeping the, the old guards, new blood divide between the, the, the groups, um, we've also split the panel along agency and in-house lines so this means that i've actually i've created the the mbas you know 
guru thing of a two by two matrix. Obviously, it doesn't fit very well on a five person Zoom call, but uh, but we've got one person in each quadrant from you know uh, sort of a veteran in in, in agency, veteran in in house, and and uh, uh, young, younger people in, in in those each of those camps as well. So um, I think that's kind of good. We've got somebody from each kind of perspective, and I want to take the conversation. Uh, unless unless the uh, unless the uh, Q and A takes us in a different direction, I want to take the conversation down the the two two vectors of, you know, what are the different different demands of agencies versus SEOs as, as companies, uh, and also as individuals within those organisations. If you're looking at your career building path, you know, uh, are people happier, richer, whatever in agency or or, or uh, in house and, and those kind of things as well. So. Uh, it's, I think it's going to be quite good, um, but I think that's kind of a good place to start since we've got a you know one person in each camp. Uh, I'd like to start with a sentence from each of you on what you think are the biggest challenges in your quadrant. And just in case anybody doesn't know which quadrant they think they're in, then you know let let them know. So what are the what are, what is the challenge that you face on a on a regular basis um, by being a in house or or agency and b you know, old guard versus, you know, uh, new, new blood. So, um, I'll start off with Topher. Um, so from an in-house point of view, I think the biggest uh, challenge we have, I have, I've run into is getting the buy-in, right? Getting the, the resources and the buy-in um, to promote SEO across the brand, across the business. Uh, uh, I've been doing this long enough to remember when I was the very first SEO hired for CNN.com in the history of the business. So the idea of having someone who did this for them was kind of like outside the box. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was new, right? And now it's kind of uh, old guard or old hat to have an SEO team. You know, I have a I have a pretty decent fed team here um, at Auditrader and at Cox, and so I'm pretty happy with that. But you still have to get the buy-in. You still have to know how to get things done within the business, and that's a uh, that's the biggest. That's the biggest challenge I see in our world. Okay, and if we go on to the agency side, Susan, what's the uh, what's the biggest challenge at your end? I think the the biggest challenge for us on agency side is what I would call agency life, which corresponds to culture. Uh, I think you know we're working in a really fast moving environment where we have rising expectations of colleagues. We've got demanding clients. We're hard working and fast paced. Um, and I think if anything, these cultural demands, uh, expectations of colleagues, expectations of our SEO, um, expectations of me as a leader, that these are really, really um, challenging times. And I think they're quite different to what they were, say, 20 years ago. I don't know if you would agree, Dixon, it's even different to what it was, let's say, six months ago in terms of what's happened in, in terms of pandemic. So I think for me, it's agency life would be my greatest challenge. Okay. Yeah, I'll, 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 I've, my my world's a little different because I've gone from agency to I suppose in housey things with with Majestic and and now I sort of kind of out on my own a little bit. I've kind of kind of gone around the circle, but yeah, certainly we can talk about the changes that have happened with uh, with COVID. That's just changed the world again. But I'll come back to that. I'll just collect everyone's sentences first. Viola. Right. So also agency here. Uh, I can relate with what you just said in terms of like distraction notifications today has been one of the days where I think it's like my seventh call or so. And then it's obviously hard to actually get work done because you're constantly being interrupted, et cetera. So building a calm company relatively dis distraction free has been one of my goals and purposes in the last year. But actually I can, 
I can also relate to the in-house debate of buy-in in the sense that we are an SEO agency and people come to me when they want SEO. So I don't necessarily have to sell them into the idea of SEO and that it's an important challenge channel. But then I think the stretch between what we recommend as SEO, what brand people would like to do, what Google would like to see in terms of like content type on page one, et cetera, and making sure that everything is aligned there and we hit the sweet spot where everything, everyone is happy um, is definitely a communication challenge. I'll definitely come back to that. Yeah, certainly. And Ruth, uh, back on the in-house side of things. Yeah, so for me, I think one of the biggest challenges going in-house from agency side was when you come in, especially if it's a small in-house team, you're sometimes, like when you're agency side, you can bounce ideas off each other that, with people that work in the same industry and with the same clients. But when you're in-house, you can sometimes be a bit lonely, especially if you're in a small team and you don't have the ability to really bounce those ideas off and discuss things and you kind of have to, again, like argue the case for SEO and make people realize the importance of it in-house because they're not as, at like agency side, everyone agrees yep. the importance of it. Okay, so, so the challenge for you is that sometimes you're on your own in, a, in, a, in, a, in an organization and your, your ideas have to carry. Yeah. Right. Okay, so there's definitely some differences there, which is always a good place to, to, uh, to start a, a debate, I think. So that's absolutely brilliant. Um, <clears throat> I want to. I want to then uh, just say, as, as I say, if there's anybody wants to ask, ask any questions, then please do ask them in the Q and A in the Zoom Q and A. If there's a way to do it on Facebook, I probably haven't got a clue how to figure out how to find that. So if you're if you're looking at it on Facebook, um, I'm sorry, there's limits to my uh, to my skill sets because I'm I'm way on the wrong side of old guard, frankly. You know, we were talking about Instagram. That was, that's too old for me. You know, too young for me. Uh, right. Okay. So um, uh, question one then for you for you guys. Um, what's your what's your personal KPI in your your own role, whether you're in house or, or agency, um, when you get up every morning is it is that something that you strive towards either a, a, a target given by somebody else or a target that you've that you've got that you stick to um and then the second question of that is was that target ever in your job description so let's kind of go in in, in reverse order because ruth you're most likely to have a job description <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't i don't remember having kpis in my job description but it's i guess the generic ones of driving traffic to the site, ensuring there's no technical issues on the site. I mean, for me, I work for an SEO tool. Yeah. So we have an audience that are SEOs. And if something goes wrong on the site, <clears throat> they're going to pick up on that straight away. So it's ensuring that there's no technical issues. So your main, also, your main role in life is getting through the day without any hiccups. Yeah. <laughs> and also helping, I guess, direct visitors towards the goal of requesting a demo or purchasing the tool. Oh uh, yeah. So you've got a fairly logical funnel, um, probably similar similar to Majestic's kind of funnel of trying to get somebody down the uh, down the down down the funnel through through the system. So yeah. I guess that's kind of a a useful thing. And being in house, it's much more obvious what it is that you're trying to achieve. I suppose. Yeah. What, what about I'm sort of go going around the other way then, Viola? What about what about you? KPI. I think one of the main things that I pay attention to is actually client happiness. So I have learned early in the game, I think, that being successful in your SEO, increasing organic traffic and increasing organic rankings, it's obviously good to also increase client happiness, but it's not the only factor that this is reliant on. So it becomes a lot more relational, making someone feel happy and seen and, you know, reacting to them, et cetera. So 
client happiness for me includes obviously delivering them organic results that we agreed upon, but it more so also includes like an emotional component and, and, and the relationship that we are building together. And um, actually I just looked at my scorecard. Um, funnily enough, it's not really on there. So uh, I mean, the, kind of like <laughs> the things, the things that I hold myself accountable to is actually like number of reoccurring clients, number of projects, number yeah. of prospect management, sales calls, proposals, et cetera. So I would assume the number of recurring clients not dropping tells me that the clients are happy. But now that you asked me is in, in our monthly scorecard that, that we have as a company, it actually didn't, the client happiness I, I, is actually not yeah. a factor. And I, well, I didn't mean to say it as if to say, hey, you know, and I'm challenging you to, you know, but I think that's often the thing. So we wake up in the morning and sometimes our, our KPIs are not the ones that we've set out or strategically yeah. set out. So, you know, Susan, you're on the agency side as well as uh, Viola. So, you know. I, yeah, I, I I'd agree entirely with Viola that, um, uh, well, the first thing would be to say is that, that personally, I don't use KPIs. I use something called OKRs, um, which have to do with objectives and key results. So I think we're kind of transitioning as an agency away from KPIs. Um, I think probably a lot of the people on the call think that our KPIs would have to do with rankings and traffic and those specific results. And of course, that is one component. But um, in terms of those OKRs, if we look at client satisfaction, what we need to be able to do is to pivot according to whatever the client wants at that moment. Right. So what we're looking at is these kind of measures of satisfaction. Um, so we use something called net promoter score, which is a way that we can then measure that satisfaction. As Viola, I would agree with Viola, we use something called client churn. Um, we do a lot of metrics on what are called um, count management metrics. You know, in a nutshell, I don't think it's a secret. If you're happy with us, you'll keep buying from us. So do you keep sending more projects our way? But um, I think my OKRs um, really aren't necessarily just about the SEO metrics of traffic and rankings. They do have to do with that, those satisfaction and relationship measures. Same, I think, as you Actually. Yeah. I, I, want, I want to add like one comment. I think staying with you is obviously a matter of success, but then actually clients recommending you, I think it's a massive one as well um, as, as an indicator for how happy they are with your work. And also, um, you know, how, how good the return on investment as well as relationship is. Yes, that's a good point. I suspect on agency side, that's a, that'd be a brilliant thing if you're, if you're working there, but of course you you can then, you can help that along really you can push referrals get people to refer friends and things so so i guess but that's that's a that's a very interesting point probably not one that in-house tofa would care about in the slightest uh no the only time i want to get a referral is if uh, i'm looking for my next job <laughs> and uh and you know hopefully that doesn't happen for a while see there you go uh so we use okrs also um susan i'm a big fan of okrs uh, we use them, but we use them with KPIs. So the KPIs ladder up to the OKRs. Uh, so my daily K um, uh, KPI is move the business forward. That simple. That's it. Did I make more? Did, did I improve the business today via audience acquisition? SEO and in-house is just another audience acquisition stream. And the moment you can get uh, executives to buy into that, that it's just an audience acquisition stream, it's no different than paid. It's no different than social. It's no different than... Facebook um, advertising, or whatever it is, it's just an audience acquisition stream. And when yeah. you get that buy-in, then that's your that's my day. Did I move the business forward? Yes or no? Now there's a bunch of the, uh, the SEO KPIs on top of that with you know um, 
uh, did we increase click-through rate? Did we increase this way, that way? But really boils down to on Tuesday, on Wednesday, the 27th of May, when I go to bed tonight, did I move the business forward? Yes or no? And you know, you know, at the end of the day, you've got, you've got a, a, your own sort of school card thing that tells you when that's... I've been, I've been doing this long enough that I can, I have a good judgment call and, and we do weekly and monthly actual scorecards. Yeah. I try very hard to not show executives the weekly because there's, as we know, there's so much volatility, how things can move in that, but I do that internally. Um, but monthly, yeah, but I, I know because I'm doing this for a hot second that at the end of the day, whether or not as a team, we move the business forward today or not. Okay, so there's there's clearly two different sort of mindsets going on in, in there, and obviously you would expect there are because you're in you know a different different space. But uh, it kind of leads me to the next thing of exploiting that devoid for the point of debate, if you like, uh, in that Topher and Ruth, there are times where basically the agency side can't survive without the in-house side paying for their services. So. Uh, I'm going to ask you two, really, um, when do you you both go and uh, outsource? I've got a question here from Aiden, by the way. So, Aiden, I'll ask you a question in, in a little bit because it kind of follows on from this. But, uh, Topher, Topher first, but, yeah, what? when do you hire out and what kind of things? I hire out one of two times. If, A, the team internally isn't big enough to handle the workload. Right, that's a really good time. I've worked with lots of digital agency of records across my career. Some really brilliant ones, some ones I wasn't fans of. But ultimately, that's the first time I bring them in. The second time I bring them in is that if I'm having a hard time getting the message across, for whatever reason, I don't know why this is. I'm sure there's some really smart person who's written 15 books about this or at least some really smart white paper that talks about why they'll listen to an outside person opposed to the guy they hired to be their in-house SEO. They will, I've worked with, I worked with a couple of really smart agencies who would say to me, what do you want me to say? Okay. Tell me that, what you that, want me to say. And then I, and then they just paired it. I probably said it in 10 meetings and then they said in one meeting, like, well, that's brilliant. We should do that. And I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't care who gets the credit for it. As long as we get the work done. So basically most of your time is trying to try to eat humble pie so that the uh, outside people can, uh, can, can look yeah. good. Okay. That's, yeah. that's fair enough. Ruth, do you have a different perspective or the same sort of idea? Um, no, it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. When the team is struggling with resources, but also, yeah, to get, to have people hear your opinion, which always confuses me because they hire us as in-house SEOs, but sometimes they won't listen to us. It can't, the same exact thing comes from someone else and they'll listen to them straight away. So yeah, that yeah. is, yeah completely agree with that that's really interesting when i was agency side many 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 moons ago i i kind of i, I didn't i didn't see that at all didn't see that at all i just assumed that you know in-house seos thought that they you know they, they didn't well, didn't, didn't want an agency person in there the other thing i do which ruth brought up earlier is the fact that i use if i bring in a digital agency i use them as my sounding board quite often to make before i go in front of the executive or the c-suite to make sure that uh, i'm not missing something Right. Yeah. I assume I hired them. I assume they're smart and I trust them. So I'll get on a call and, and go through, this is my hypothesis. This is what I'm going to recommend we do. They work it through with me. Then I go, great. Then I'll walk in front of the C-suite and, and pitch the what, what's next kind of moment. And I use them as that sounding board. That's the other thing that I really use them for. Yeah. Okay. So, so, and the other thing that was interesting on the, on the SEO side is that neither, well, on the in-house side is that neither of you said, I want it for a very narrow um, definition of just for 
the social media hosting tweets or just for the the uh, Twitter PPC or whatever it may be. So that that's not really a um, forefront in your mind. You're happy if you if you need to get resources, you'll get resources. Is that what you're saying, right. or did I just yeah. miss that? Yeah. Okay. No. We we uh, I've always hired a separate PPC team. Uh, let me be very clear about this. I can burn through your budget in like four seconds flat. So um, I'm sure if somebody does that. Same thing with social. I, they're always going to work with me and consult with me. But yeah, that's kind of stuff we outsource also. Okay. So on the agency, guys, I, I mean, are these, are these the, the things that you sound like you sell to or are these not the offers that you put forward to people? Susan? Um, I think it's really interesting, to for because if, if we were to look at um, when we set the agency up 20 years ago, we had SEO people and we had PPC people and we had social media people. And they actually sat at different desks on different islands. Do you know what I mean? So we actually had separate teams. But I think SEO has changed so much now that we look at SEO and you need UX, you need um, Python scripting, you need all of these skills that you can't really just stuff SEO into a box anymore. Um, we're also finding that the work that we're doing now, when you're looking at really innovative leading edge type stuff, we're informing our SEO strategy with our PPC learnings as well. We're taking our data, we're creating different kinds of dashboards that we're unifying data from so many different kinds of resources. So I think SEO has really stunk and changed. Um, it's, it's forced us to, to re, um, reorganize ourselves, to look at the kind of op, um, offerings that we're making. Um, and, and because it, it is so many different skills. And, and then finally, if I could just say, I do think there is this kind of... Um, credibility thing that an agency will bring and I, I can understand that entirely and that's because we can drop into the conversation oh by the way I was over at Google HQ last week yeah I was just having a chat with I, I was having a chat with these guys yeah. or you, you could say oh well, I was speaking at you know my colleague Ben spoke at SMX last week and he was sharing his you know so agency people I think have the luxury that in-house doesn't have to be able to be doing this really really high level networking you're traveling in these circles and it's actually part of our job we have yeah. to do it so maybe that has something to do but i wouldn't say we're any smarter than you i'm not saying that at all and i agree with topher entirely that a lot of it is if you let me know where you want to steer the ship we can help you you know we can back you up on that yeah and i think so we do a lot of that so, so, so Viola, I mean, feel free to carry on that, that conversation as well. But right. I, I'd just like to add when, you, when you're thinking about it, you're, you're, you're sorry, a younger agency than, than Hallam. So, right. uh, so does that mean that uh, if Topher wants resources galore, is that a challenge for you compared to an older, more established agency? Is that, or is that just a case of matching the right pitch to the right customer? Um. Well, whatever resources galore is, but yeah, we definitely, I mean, we're, we are less than 10 people, right? And, and we are kind of like a new kid. So if, if you come on board and you give us the workload, you know, for, for all 10 people, like that would be an issue. So most of the companies I work with are kind of like small-ish in the sense that they, they're for sure less than 100 people. And they usually themselves, they maybe have like five to 10 people in their marketing team and they either come because they have too much work or they don't have the time or experience to fully hone in to the SEO strategy because they're overseeing many other things as well. Um, so they so don't have a specialism. I, 
they don't have a specialism in SEO particularly. So. I think I think it's twofold. It's exactly what what has been said. Is like people like to develop the strategy with someone. I actually also think, um, at least at the size of companies where I work with the marketing managers or CMOs or VPs, they also want someone to talk about their project, right? So they want want someone to mastermind with and you know. And, and, and talk about the things that are going on. So that's a big part. And then what, what we also try to do is we still try to do like some of the unloved work. So some of the stuff that people often don't really love as much is the digital PR, content distribution, link acquisition. And this is something where often, if you only have a marketing team of five or 10 people that is doing everything, you don't really wanna put two people on link acquisition. And this is where we can come in and, and, and help them. I think that's a I think that's a good point. I think in-house it's very difficult for an in-house person not to get drawn off onto another project. But once once you've modulated a project of some kind of description then you know giving it to an agency makes sense or giving it to an outside person whose job it is to do that makes sense but that doesn't necessarily give the creative creativity that an agency can bring um and so maybe the creativity is a bit that gets left over there i'm going to bring in a question from from aiden now um and uh, if, if anyone does ask a question i'm going to try and uh, just mention your first names just because it is being recorded and I don't want to you know have to ask everybody for permissions and everything so uh Aiden says uh, hi I'm looking for uh looking about uh, looking at starting a, a, a starting approximately 20 to 25 websites in the same niche but different locations um I've learned quite a lot in the last few years and yes wasted a lot of bucks as as we all do you know um i'm sure there's uh, 80 percent of everything i spend is wasted is a uh, is is value is, is val as valid a quote in this industry as any others um question is am i best uh, uh, best off hiring my own in-house seo or an agency so i think he's sort of looking at one seo or engaging an se an agency so the only agency works in my niche um works for my competition so if he's going to have a specialist agency, then it, he's got a challenge because they're working for the competitor. And at least you know who your competitor is, Aiden. That's a good place to start. Um, and so uh, throw it out there to, to, to you guys. I, I guess that the agency people would uh, would veer to uh, veer towards the agency answer. So uh, I'm going to leave you two again at the back, and I'm going to ask Ruth and, and Topher. Uh, Ruth, I'll start with you. You're uh, starting 25 websites. <laughs> yeah, I think... That's where in-house comes in handy, right? Because when you're working agency side, you have a small, you might have a small retainer and they only work on it a few hours a month. Whereas in-house, you're dedicated to that niche and that industry and those websites. And I guess you could be a bit more reactive when you're in-house rather than waiting for an agency to help you with something if they're, um, and also, I guess you're- or Proactive, you, you mean? Proactive, yeah. Um, you, I guess you as well, you own, you own all your data, whereas if you're agency side, they might take your data or set things up for you and you don't get access to it, <laughs> which <laughs> I've learned that to happen with agencies. So, yeah, I think that's my opinion. Okay. Tofa, what would your advice to Aiden be? I'm going to take it a step higher and maybe not hire an SEO, but hire a director or a someone of search marketing and have them and, and then also hire an agency. Right. Ruth hit the head. There's no agency on the planet. I don't care how good they are is going to give you unlimited hours. They, they, they would go out of business in the heartbeat. So having that point person that's looking at the holistic view of how to, how to digitally market your site across paid, social and organic and working with the agency to make that happen and using those hours to the best 
of their ability, I think is really the way to go, especially if you know for a fact that the only agency that you know of works uh, works with your competitor, then you're going to have to go outside of the box and having someone who that's their day job to manage and to look for that. That's the win in my mind. Of course, Topher's uh, point of view, Aiden, comes from a point of where he's working with companies that are, you know, 10,000 people strong. So, <laughs> so you may not have the resources to do both. <laughs> Viola, do you want to go in there? Well, I, I would say just, just, you know, to make the point for agency for making the point is that when you hire an agency, you get a team of people who can work at stuff. So when you hire just one SEO, you're basically bound to the knowledge and time and expertise of that one person. Whilst if you hire an, an agency, you know, they might have a really good technical SEO that works on your campaign and they might have a really good content marketer that helps with the content calendar and you can basically profit from two people or more people having expert knowledge um, over just having that one in-house person. So I think that would be kind of like the st standard agency argument. Okay. Susan, what point, um, anything to and, add? And, and, and again, I think Aidan's question for me as, a, as a, a digital marketing consultant and working in SEO, really, I have to say that the question raises more questions in me than answers I can give you. So I think the benefit of working with an agency is, is that, um, you know, you, you have perhaps, it, it sounds almost like you are suggesting what the SEO solution is already. And I think you would, the benefit of an agency, even if it were just, as Topher was saying, setting strategic direction is, are you even going in the right direction or are there alternatives that you could be thinking about? And I agree with Viola as well as the benefit. So the, the agency could help set the direction because we have experience doing this. You know, we've been doing it for 20 years. There's nothing new under the sun. It may be new to you, but it's not going to be new to an agency. I hate, you know, in many respects. Um, and then the second thing would be is to think about the fact that you're going to need scalable resource. You're going to need a little bit of this and you need a lot more of that. And the agency, you know, you're not going to be able to hire all those people, but you can just parachute them in on a smorgasbord basis as and when you need them. But I think in this particular question, it has to do with setting strategic direction. And I think that's where an agency could really make a difference. So, uh, sort of putting that all together, I think there's an interesting sort of thing I'd just go back to Aiden with in that we can all be experts at something. We can't be experts at everything. So if you if you think that your expertise in, is in SEO, maybe you can be Topher's point man effectively in your own organization. Um, and, uh, and instead of getting an agency, maybe get individual contractors or whatever to do things that you need to do uh, to, to make up an ad hoc team. But then you have to be just spending your time on that. You can't be also then, you know, setting up um, partnership deals with data suppliers and um, doing the accounts and, you know, the, 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 uh, the other parts of an organization that make up a business. So the more that you try and do everything, the smaller your ultimately your business is going to be. And I think one of the challenges, certainly for me through life, has been um, that ability to grow beyond, you know, around about 20 people. And I've come to the I've come to the view that when I got an organisation up to 20 people, I should just piss off because I don't scale very well. And uh, uh, so that's what I've generally done. Is when the organisation gets to a certain size, I step back a little bit and uh, and try and do something else because I know that. I try and uh, I try and know everything, and I really don't, and I make it worse at some point um, as I get up uh, further up there. Okay, we've got another question here. Uh, I'm curious to hear if any from Don, uh, if any of the panelists had experience where a client assigned a dedicated development team to work only on SEO, um, and what 
uh, worked in that setup and what didn't. So I'll, I'll read that again. I'm curious to hear if any of the panelists had experience where a client assigned a dedicated development team to work on only on, only SEO uh, and what worked and what in that setup and what didn't. I don't know if anybody wants to take that one. So I had that at my, that setup at Weather. I had a set of dedicated developers who... Okay, so can you explain this? Because everyone's looking like we don't quite understand the question. So, so opposed to, I assume, how Ruth works and how I work now is that we have to lobby to get our any technical SEO fixes or updates done like everybody else, whether it's a UX fix, whether it's, you know, so we're in the same pool to, to get the title tags updated or the H1 tags moved around or any simple technical staff or add new schema or whatever, just like the same team that wants to add a new module that tells you how to buy your car from home. Right. So we have to show the business value, go in there, pitch it and deal with it. When I was at weather for a long time, I was at weather. I had a dedicated team of three developers that'll lead and two and two other developers that they just knocked out SEO stuff. They rebuilt how we published XML sitemaps. They added the schema. They updated the AMP templates one right after another. That's all they did. And it was interesting in the fact that we got, we got a lot of stuff out the door, but ultimately I don't know if that's the best use of that level of talent is to have them just dedicated because I was at the end of each quarter, I was struggling to make sure they were busy because there was not enough long-term SEO stuff for them to do after the first three quarters. Mm -hmm. All the long hanging, all the low hanging fruit was taken off the table. And then it was really about, uh, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? So there was there was a lot of research and a lot of information, and so I would then lend these guys out to other teams. I say guys because I happen to have all guy developers um, at the time, and they would lend them out to other teams to get their work done. Could they help help other teams out because I didn't have any physical work for them. Okay. I mean, I th I think that struggle because I have a lot of software companies, right? So there's also the difference, like. Do, do, do the people who work on the product, who work on the software, who work on the app, do they also have to take care of the website? And then it's the same as like, do, do the website updates um, compete with kind of a feature update in, in the app? But I've made the experience at least now that most people have like a designated person for the website um, that then I can work with. And then we just have to prioritize between the things that they are changing because they want to be changing thing and the things that I want to be changing and the all time favorite, obviously even still like stuff like web speed, mobile friendliness, and then, you know, the design changes that come with that, et cetera. So that's, again, it's the same. It's like, we have to make a point on why that's valuable and why we all think that will rise the tide for the entire website. Okay, if it's okay with you, Sue and Ruth, I'm going to move on to the next question because uh, it's, I just want to uh, get, get through a few more questions. I've been criticised in the past for letting one question run the whole thing. But I wanted to take that other vector of thinking about things rather from the corporation's point of view back down to the individual's point of view. So everybody that's watching is going to obviously be you know, either an employee, some of them were running their own companies, but let's let's say that people are employees either within agencies or, or, or in-house and they're, you know, they've, they've got a career to run. So I guess what are the advantages and disadvantages of, of being an employee particularly? I know that we've got two people here that are running, uh, founded, founding on the agency sides, but think about it from your employee's 
sides. Um, and, and certainly I'm going to start with you, Ruth, because, you know, you are an employee in, in an organization. What do you think is good about being in-house and what do you think might be good on the other side of the fence? Um, yeah, so I'll start agency because I started an agency and I yep. think that was a good place for me to start because I had a lot of it was very fast paced there was a range of different clients in different industries and I was to, I was able to try out different things so I tried out content and I tried out link building and I found my niche in technical so I was I had all of that experience and then I was able to take that in-house and specialize in something um, so it let you become a sort of a t-shaped person as they say in the yeah yeah okay. yeah Okay, so you're happy with the move, start the agency to get the experience in a broad range and then, and then going in-house. Okay, yeah. uh, Susan, what do you think on the other side of things? Um, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with your personal disposition and your temperament and what you're looking for in a career. Um, Hallam is an agency. We employ, I think, 52 or 53 people. We're known for paying well. So if you're looking to make good money, you might make more money in an agency than you might make in-house. Um, the other thing we have to think a little bit about is Dixon. I thought it was very interesting. He talked about T-shaped marketeers, um, which is kind of like that you, you, you know a lot about everything. And then only because I'm using MBA kind of like uh, things. But I, we can stuff, talk you know. Boston Matrix if you want. Yeah, yeah. we can. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, but I think also we, we might also want to look at, you know, an inch wide, mile deep as well, because I think that also is so that either you're going to be a strategist and even being a strategist now is its own discipline in, in terms of being able to do these kind of things. So I, I think in terms of which is better, I personally think that I have loved working in SEO agency side because it fits my disposition. I want the variety. I want the speed. I want to learn new stuff. To be honest, I want the kudos. I want the recognition. I want to speak at conferences. And I think you can get more of that agency side. However, I also know that we have hired people who were brilliant and wonderful and just didn't suit agency life. They don't, that kind of pace, that kind of demand, the fact that you have to turn up every day and be creative on demand, there is no hiding. In an agency, there is no hiding, but you have to thrive on that. Viola or Tofu, do you want to add anything in there? I thought that was just a perfect pitch on why I chose the lifestyle that I chose. This like novelty, creativity, exposure, talking with different people. I know that sometimes people also complain about, I don't want to talk with the clients, but I actually really enjoy it. I like the kind of like problem solving, the creativity. I, I, I like the connection. And then even though I have an agency, like maybe one thing to consider for going in-house, if, if it's a project or a company that is really aligned with what you think will have a positive impact or a cause that wanna, you want to contribute to or something that you find worthwhile. I think that there's a good reason putting your, you know, all your waking time and your expertise and your creativity towards one company or one organization. If you feel, you know, that, that this is going to leave a dent in the world in a way that I want a dent in the world to be left. Okay, so uh, Tov, you're like you're welcome to jump in. If not, I'll jump on to the next question. I did the agency side, uh, exactly what Susan said. I think I'm okay at what I do, but I was not the right fit for the agency lifestyle. I think it's not just personality. I think it's also the quality of life you want. Hmm. Now, I worked for 24-hour news organizations, and I worked for weather, so it's not like I wasn't on call 24/7. It's yeah. just the you, you hit it on the head that when I walked in the door, I had to bill every single hour, no matter what was happening. Right. And I like that's just not how I work and my mind works. I love being in house. I think it's it's brilliant for me and my personality and my um, qual the quality of life I want out of life. 
And I think when, when I started out, I mean, I hated agency life by the end of it. So, you know, I, I ran an agency way before I started at, uh, with Majestic and there was a big overlap between those two things as well. And, uh, uh, but when I started, I didn't even know what an agency was. Uh, in 1999, I kind of thought, I want, I, I, I get this. I get Adidas are, are bidding when somebody types in murder mystery games. There's an Adidas advert at the top of Yahoo here. I think I can do better. And so that's how I kind of figured out SEO. Uh, and I sort of set up, set up a consultancy. And I, in my head, I was being a consultant. And that's what I thought I was going to be. Uh, and then this, these agency people that were selling TV advertising started to figure out what all this stuff was. And, and it turned right. out that, you know, my world changed. But as that grew, um, I, I didn't hate the growth because, uh, sorry, I didn't like the growth in the agency world because I couldn't get stuck into a website. I couldn't get stuck into a marketing plan and just try and see that, that whole thing grow. Uh, so I actually, you know, I think I, I thrived much better when I kind of moved sideways on and moved it to effectively in-house myself. But I don't um, think that's, but, no disrespect, Dixon, I don't think that's an agency versus in-house issue. That's more like, do you want to be hands-on loving what you do? Or is it the fact that you want to be sitting at a desk manager? I mean, they say, again, agencies, they say agencies are the most fun if you didn't have any customers and you didn't have any staff, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, this is something else to think about is, you know, where, where do you want to fit within the culture? And again, my, my, I'm sure my colleagues at Hallam are going to have loved hearing me say that, but it is hard. I think Viola's mentioned the fact, you know, it isn't always easy dealing with unhappy customers or demanding customers. But that's also in terms of just being part of a large team. So, so Dixon, does it have more to do with that being part of a big team? Uh, no, not really. Um, except that I'm not necessarily the best people manager in the world. Uh, but yeah, that's, <laughs> I, yeah I, w I would like to really kind of like challenge you on this because I think part, I mean, maybe because we're drawn to it personality-wise, the novelty, the fast pace, we ended up in an agency. But I also want to challenge the notion that an agency has to be hectic and busy and that the client who screams the loudest is the one that you intend to. I understand that maybe often this is how it goes, but I would like to challenge that this is the culture you have to create and that this is the only way to have an agency. So there's a good book called It Doesn't Have to Be Crazy at Work, which I can really, really recommend, which talks a lot about busyness versus uh, deep work, etc. So I think even if you work with clients and have pressure, etc., um, there's a way to set it up that actually allows for distraction-free deep work. There's a way where you're not constantly, you know, scared of growth, et cetera. Um, and so I, th I think maybe agency needs like a, needs like a facelift, like the way agencies are run it. I think it needs to be overhauled for the 21st century and in order to have work-life balance. So I don't have my work email and my Slack on my phone for that reason, because I don't want at 8 PM, I don't want the work email and the Slack you know, to be on my phone, et cetera. So I, I made a very strong point to grow an agency that does not uh, disrespect people's boundaries and that does allow for them to have a good life and be paid well, et cetera, as well as have the creativity and novelty. So I think we have to be more creative and more strict with ourselves when we talk about agency to actually make this, you know, right. good and worthwhile workplace. And there are many people who do and many so that, agency that, owners and managers who are interested in that. Um, so that comes I think back it's a misconception. To, that that come back, comes back then to the culture that's generated, whether it's in-house or whether it's agency. I, 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 I mean, even, even, even in-house, you can have a boss, you know, that calls you on a Saturday night, yes. right? So there's not yeah. an agency specific 
problem. It's more how you choose to, to, to handle that. Okay, I want to move on. So Jackie also points out that you know after she moved to uh, after thirty years in house, uh, moved agency side, and she doesn't feel it's any more necessarily fast paced um, in in the agency side. So uh, it's interesting, right? We, we we're approaching time, and I just want to ask one quick question um, uh, before we go, which is uh, when the lockdown goes, who are going to bounce back quickest, in house SEOs or agencies, agency teams? Uh, in, a, in a sort of one sentence kind of answer, if we can. Who's going to go? What are we bouncing back off from the fact that we've been in the home office and we're now back in the office? <laughs> yeah. So whose <laughs> who's industries? Uh, so so obviously we 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 know that different sectors are going to bounce back from the from the recession, depression, whatever's happening now, uh, going to, going to happen next, uh, in different ways based on on your vertical. But uh, are, are do you think agencies or in-house SEOs better placed to get their organizations back up to the norm? I'll jump in there and say, I think it will be agencies that will um, thrive more, more quickly afterwards. Um, uh, our own agencies, we're doing quite well at the moment. If anything, the result of the pandemic has accelerated the adoption of digital technologies. So some sectors, particularly, say, B2B manufacturing and dust, they are actually moving into these. Uh, they're, they're recognizing the need to be using these new technologies. So I think agencies are also able to pivot very, very quickly. So we're offering new products, new services, responding to demand. And I think that's just the virtue of how agencies have to behave in any event. So I vote, Dixon, I vote for agencies. Uh, what a surprise. The agency's voting for the agency there. Ruth, anyone else want to jump in and vote for the other side? Uh, no, I agree agency. I think, as Susan says, with the, the ability to pivot and also, I guess, provide support for businesses that are struggling and they will remember that when things get back to normal and they remember the support you gave them. I think agencies are able to give that more than in-house. Okay. Okay, guys, uh, we've, we've hit time already, so it doesn't take long, does it really? Um, uh, if you've got any final thoughts, then, then that's great. But how can people uh, find out more about you? Um, what are you guys are sort of working on now? What would you like people to know about? Um, uh, Susan, why don't you go first? And, uh... So it's been a pleasure, Dixon. Thank you for inviting me. It's been really, really interesting. It's been great to meet the other panelists. My name is Susan Hallam. I invite everybody to connect to me on LinkedIn. Um, and also I do organize something called the Nottingham Digital Summit. Um, we have postponed it because of uh, coronavirus. It, it is a charitable fundraiser. It's free to attend in return to a donation for our charity of the year, which is the Nottingham Refugee Forum. So if anybody would like to know about our forthcoming conference, I, I'd be happy to share those details as well. Thanks. And Viola? Yeah, my name is Viola Eva. I'm also on LinkedIn first and foremost, and also on Instagram to bring it back to the uh the young, thing. young old thing <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah basically reach me on, on on linkedin and if not uh at flow seo you can read my blog posts which are mainly about how to integrate content marketing and seo uh yeah you can also find me on linkedin ruth everett and twitter sometimes uh also at ruth everett that's where i mainly play okay and tofa um, so just like everyone else, I'm on the, 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 the LinkedIn at Topher Cohan with a K. I'm also on the Twitters at Topher ATL. Um, I would love to connect and, um, and chat. 
That's great. Okay, guys, it just leaves me to say uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to round things up now. And, and when I finish the finish the, the meeting, it just cuts everybody off. So, you know, I, I won't be able to sort of come back afterwards and say, oh, thank you very much. But I really absolutely appreciate uh, you guys coming on. Um, everybody at Majestic really uh, is grateful for uh, such strong panelists coming on each time and, and, and adding, you know, taking taking their time and, and, and uh, educating uh, the, the, the community. It's, it's, it's really, really good. If, uh, if obviously I've got my Majestic t-shirt on because it's, it's a final last plug for Majestic guys. They've got a brand new uh, keyword generator tool that does some Wizzy things uh, you just put in a website and it will figure out everything uh, in terms of keywords um, in all sorts of manners um, give it a try um, and uh, I'm going to leave it there and say I hope it works on Facebook as well because that's the first time I've done it live on Facebook thank you ever so much for everyone coming along and uh, I'll see you next month guys thanks, thanks so much thanks. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Bye.